this is Angela, and you're listening to Springs of Zion podcast. And today, I want to share the river dance. This will be part one. I'm not sure how many parts there will be to this, but I'm excited to share this word. And it started with the Holy Spirit leading me to Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 41. Now arise, Lord God, and come to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. May your, your priests, Lord God, be clothed with salvation. May your faithful people rejoice in your goodness. I just love this. To arise is to find victory or a resting place within our soul to meet God, our Abba, our Father. King Solomon was the one who wrote that in Second Chronicles, but he also talks about it in Psalms. It is written in Psalm 132, 8 through 10 verses. When transferring the Ark of the Covenant, King Solomon found a resting place in the temple. This is our way to victory, you know. Rest in our temple. There are no secrets, no pretending, hiding, or striving in the kingdom of light. Not even a hint of a shadow. The victory is knowing that all is known. That is how the war is won, you guys. As we behold the Lamb, the weight of our sin is lifted. John 1, verse 29. The journey takes many turns, and we spend our lives trying to avoid it, run from it, but always being driven from the words within our hearts. I am not enough. The weight of such a burden is reinforced and bombarded by our enemy to prove we're not worthy, not smart enough, not important enough, until one day we have an encounter with our Savior who comes to break down these accusations that were made in stone and concrete. Suddenly, an opening is found in this thick forest, and we find ourselves standing on a beach with a warm breeze brushing our face. We look around and we find we're staring into a huge ocean filled with wisdom and knowledge that extends far beyond our humanness. This wide ocean begins to reveal a startling truth. Assumption of separation. This is the battle through great darkness to find our way to God. The Greeks offer their way through their minds and the Pharisees offer their way through this dark, great darkness through their rules. This is our enemy's sneaky trick to blind us on how to clo- how close the Lord really is, closer than breath on our face. We're in him, and he is in us. Satan deceives the nations by one lie, separation. Our joy, just like the rising sun, is to tell the truth. Let the light shine and persevere through every trial, every tribulation until we're enlightened. Wow, right? What a mouthful. (laughs) Yet it sounds so clear and so simple. But it's not easy for us to see Jesus. There are millions of us who know and love Jesus, but there are so many ideas and, and they're confusing. It's like we're dancing with someone whose face we can't see. Well, my dear friends, either Jesus is in us or we're separated from him. If we're separated, then we must find a way to him, either through the mind with the Greeks 
or through the law with the Pharisees, or through some sophisticated system that is the com combination of the two. So take a deep breath, relax, and let this wonderful truth wash over you in his peace. After all, you're now standing on the beach in the kingdom of God where all rest is given. What did Jesus say? Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's it. Rest. Not one day, not one second is there rest for the weary in our own strength. We have spent our lives trying to get in, and the whole time our hearts yearn to hear from God. So why do we read the Bible if Jesus is in us? This simplicity is it's just flabbergasting. Truly, the Gospels are a series of stories that unveil Jesus, leading us to the upper room and to an encounter with Jesus himself in us. The Holy Spirit is working from the inside and the faithful witness to the word is working from the outside. It is about coming to behold Jesus in us. It makes sense, perfect sense. And especially when we think about the celebrated I am declarations in his gospels, we can hear Jesus declare, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So now I bet you're wondering what happens when you actually discover Jesus inside your own heart. Well, you experience his life, his hope, his freedom, and his joy in the midst of the darkness, no matter your circumstances. It's exciting. It's a dance. The dance begins as we answer the knock on the door of our hearts. We open the door to enter a fellowship with Christ, allowing him, the Lord himself, to abide in us and we in him. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Jesus seeks fellowship with us, and this restores us. Fellowship with Jesus makes the heart burn with love, and he chases out every lukewarm spirit. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Revelation 3, 20 through 22. To give a glimpse of this truth about God and to kindle this sort of freedom and joy that we only can dream about is literally stepping out onto the dance floor. We're all familiar with dance as it's a form of expression that has been an integral part of human culture for centuries. It conveys joy, celebration, worship, sorrow, and even healing. In the Bible, dance is mentioned as a powerful way to honor God and rejoice in his goodness. And we read in 1 Samuel, David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing a priestly garment. When we join his dance, it's as vast as the ocean because his rivers of living water begin to pour into our life through his spirit. For he said the two will become one in flesh, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one 
spirit with him. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 15-17 His spirit flows to expose our darkness and our unbelief, to give new eyes and ears which behold Jesus. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, but conquer it or master it. We can master the darkness. We have turned, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Psalm 30, verse 11. We're giving a knowing in our deepest recesses of our human being, in the midst of penetrating awareness of our own bankruptcy. This quiet place is where our ego, our desires, and our agendas die and a new humility can grow and be born. I'm excited to share this with you. If any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God, and it will be given to him. James 1, 5. So if you don't understand what I'm talking about, all you have to do is pray. The Pharisees, the religious ones, believe that life resides in the scriptures. They even ate pieces of the scroll. But Jesus told them, the scriptures points to me. Here I am. Come to me for life. When this news sinks into our broken souls, when that word acceptance gets poured into the place of our pain, where we see and smell our failures and taste it, we then begin to know the word's healing glory because we have set our eyes on Jesus. Just hearing the word of our acceptance in Jesus produces a celebration in our broken hearts doesn't it? When we discover the news, we begin to live in a, t in a state of amazement of God. We're able to marvel at him and begin to enjoy him and know him and love him. This is like salsa dancing. It's full of life in every step. C.S. Lewis, who was initially an atheist, shared his conversion with, this is a mixture of moments. Something extraordinary happened. A feeling that I had never known swept through my heart. It was a sensation of the most profound sort, more of an encounter, and it left me breathless and longing. We glory in him. We want to be near him. We cannot help but want to know God after this encounter. This is what begins to happen in us when the truth about God loosens our saddened souls. We begin to sing unconsciously and dance. Singers and dances are like, all my springs are in you, Psalms 87.7. Once we truly discover ourselves as accepted in Christ, we're set free to ourselves. We begin these fleeting encounters. His river dances over our hearts with a warmness that takes our breath away, yet always leading us to wanting more. The feeling begins to eat away all the root causes of our hiding, to expose our deepest fear. Battling to overcome these fears in prayer, we begin to be free, to be real, to drop our guards, to drop our masks, to accept not only ourselves for who we are with all our imperfections, but others too. We're able to love others and see others in a new way. This new grace of God grows and it's contagious, you guys. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This new place for many of us 
is a big place. It's a big dance floor and there's plenty of room and there's plenty of space to learn new steps. We can expect this place to be a place where we see, know, and feel the lavish embrace of our acceptance in the Father God. It's freedom and joy to the core of ourselves, of our inner being, and a place we can live every single day. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valley. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. Isaiah 41:18. That's what he's doing inside our souls. Dancing with God results in lives drawn to follow Jesus, and his kingdom is extended, the grand themes of God. To learn the steps and cues, we can look to Jesus' ministry, read the Gospels. We should make ourselves familiar and comfortable with these possibilities, ready to dance and take our part. Jesus frequently did miracles, to signal God's power and his care for the needy. This opened hearts to his message. And we can read all about that in Mark 16, verse 20. But there's a twist in the case of the disciples. God confirmed their message with signs that followed. Could this be the beginning of a new dance with God? Signs as a cue for the next new dancers of humanity? God's dance could become a conga, sweeping the dance floor. You ever seen one of those? Swirling to the end of every Gentile on earth. Jesus declared, I'm the light of the world. The one who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I hope you feel encouraged today. And I pray many blessings over you and your family as you meet and the next few days. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.